Hello, Maker of Minnesota friends and fans. We have a very special event coming up. I'm hosting a series of Makers of Minnesota dinners at the Lexington in St. Paul, and I'm so excited. Not only will you be front and center with some of the best makers in the Twin Cities, but you'll be treated to a three-course dinner, compliments of Chef Antonio from the Lexington, and he'll be using the featured maker's ingredients in all the courses that he's making for this special event. Our September dinner is Tuesday, September 28th, and tickets are $98. Our featured makers are the talented folks from Alamar Cheese, Red Table Meats, Bakersfield Flour and Bread, and Trace Leches in the Food Building in Northeast Minneapolis. We will be the exclusive diners in the restaurant for the entire evening, and you will mingle with me and your favorite makers and taste their wonderful products. And a special treat, you can even pre-order the first ever Makers of Minnesota holiday box filled with my favorite products from makers all around the Twin Cities. We'll have a limited number of tickets for this special event, and when they're gone, they're gone. So go to thelexmn.com and sign up via Eventbrite for the first Makers of Minnesota dinner featuring the talented makers of the food building, including the delicious cheese from Alamar Cheese, breads from Bakersfield Flour and Bread, meats from Red Table Meats and Elixirs, and tinctures from Trace Leches. Get your tickets now at thelexmn.com. and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I have the pleasure of talking to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. And I have been obsessed with Baker's Field flour and breads for a long time. First, as an eater, because they're just making these tremendous breads. The filoni is like one of my favorite things. But then as a baker myself during COVID and the whole pandemic, of course, I, like everybody else, got on the sourdough bread train and started using these heritage milled flours from Bakersfield. And we talked to uh, Steve Horton, who was an original founder of Bakersfield on season two, episode 25, if you want to go back and listen to that. But the company has had an evolution. It's evolving. And they are in the food building still working to provide bread for some of the concepts with Kieran's Kitchen. But I'm here today with Wes Gardner, who is the head baker and head miller. And I just wanted to catch up with them because we are working on a Makers of Minnesota dinner that we're going to be having at the Lexington. It's going to be the last Tuesday of every month. We're going to do one in September, October, and November. So Tuesday, September 28th will be the dinner that we're featuring all of the folks at the food building. So thanks for being on the program today, Wes. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been with Bakersfield at this point? Been there since the very beginning. So now it's just over five years. And tell me a little bit about, in your words, what Bakersfield does, because you do things that nobody else does by milling these heritage grains that people don't even know exist. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very simply, we um, we purchase uh, mainly wheat, but different types of grain from the upper Midwest, uh, mostly Minnesota, a little bit in the, in the Dakotas. Um, and we buy that grain directly from the farmers that grow it. And then we, we hold that grain and we mill it using two of our, uh, stone mills. The stone mills were made by new American stone mills out in, uh, Vermont. Um, and it's a, that's a very, very awesome company made all made by hand. 
And so we mill it into whole grain flour, and we also have a sifting system. So we sift out the bran and the germ to get our uh, white sifted flour. And we make all of our breads from that. And we also sell the flour too, wholesale and retail. And I've bought it at Food Building. Um, it's it's wonderful flour. I used it to make my sourdough starter, and I've used it to make all my breads. As a baker who's trained in the field of baking, obviously, what does that feel like to actually mill your own grains? Well, I mean, the the first founding principle of, of Bakersfield was to get closer to the source. Um, and for us to be able to have control over that source, which, you know, every bakery needs flour for us to have our own flour at the freshest possible level. Just, I mean, it opened so many new opportunities for us. Tell me as a baker, how do you notice the difference in like the flour that you've milled versus like, if you just bought bread off a sh- or uh, flour off of a shelf from say like Pillsbury? Sure. So, I mean, once you bake the products, the bread or whatever you're making out of it, the first thing you'll notice is the flavor. We love to think of flour at Bakersfield as a produce item. It's it's from a plant, it's been milled and it's fresh. And just like any other produce item, it does stale after a certain amount of time. And so when we use it within a couple of days of milling, we get the freshest possible flour and you get a lot of the, the flavor and the nutrients that come with it too. So there's the flavor, but then you also, while you're mixing it, you may notice some differences there. You know, it is fresher again, so it's got a, a, it's higher in moisture, basically. It hasn't been dried out like some of the flowers that you find on grocery store shelves that really have been milled months ago, probably stored in a warehouse uh, and then eventually put on a shelf. So, and is that why, so when I started down the sourdough journey, I knew nothing And I was just following, you know, tutorials online and I felt like I had a lot of success early on. And I, I believe that that was because I used your flower because it was more active. Is that correct? Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but like, because it's, you're kind of almost a scientist. If you're a baker, come on. That's true. There's a lot of measurements and a lot of intuitive thinking, but yeah, I would like to think that it is, it does have a role to play. I mean, there again, it's fresher. So there's more bacteria and, uh, and living organisms in the flour just because it was just milled, but there's also a higher in even our sifted bread flours. There's more bran and germ in there than your typical white bread flour. And that has a lot of, uh, nutrients, uh, and kind of, uh, a good jumping off point for the bacteria to start your culture. Yeah. And to feed it. Um, it's just the breads that I've made and I only use your flour. So that's all I know, but I've, people are like, Oh, your breads look so good. I'm like, I think it must be the flour because it's certainly not me at the holidays. You guys do something that's unique too. I think in that you add breads to your repertoire, you do stolen, which is a, Uh, a bread that a lot of uh, people in Minnesota eat around the holiday time. Also you do a chocolate cherry bread. That's fantastic. The hot cross buns as a baker, you have like certain things in your repertoire. I mentioned the Filoni, you've got a wheat bread, you've got a great sandwich bread. What's is that a, what is that bread called? Is it's witch something? Yeah. Good witch of the North kind of just a play on, uh, you know, the wizard of Oz, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good sandwich bread is basically what we are trying to say there. 
And um, that's no small like feat, a good sandwich bread, because it has to have the right haft. It has to have the right crumb. Yeah, absolutely. We played around with that. That was not one of our original breads, but we, one of our bakers developed it and uh, it, it took a little while this to catch on, but I mean, it's our biggest, one of our biggest sellers. If we had more oven space, we would probably bake just Goodwitch, but we also now have, uh, so Goodwitch is kind of a, a, a wider bread. Uh, and now we have a whole grain sandwich bread that we're calling Mill City Wheat. And it's a little bit smaller than the Goodwitch, but it's a phenomenal sandwich bread. When you're just like making your bread of your choice, what's your favorite to make or to eat? I mean, really, I when I make bread, I really enjoy this the simplest type. And a lot of our breads are very simple. The filoni, like you mentioned, is just flour, water, and salt. And the complete, which has also been one of my all-time favorites, is just whole grain flour, water, and salt. And there's processes while you're mixing and fermenting that that change things. But just with three ingredients, you just get incredible breads. And so I, I love making that and kind of tweaking it here and there. And then just being able to had literally just had a sandwich with the complete. It's just, it's so satisfying to know that it's, it's so simple and so good. The filoni, I'm sure you've had this, but have you ever made avocado toast with it? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's just like the texture of the bread and the toasting of it, and then put in that creamy avocado with some big salt crystals. And if you're yeah. feeling fancy, a little pickled, quick pickled radish. Yum. Yeah. It's just like the best. I love the contrast and the textures because the inside's so soft, but then you get that the ear on top is so crunchy and it's, it's great. Yeah, it's one of my favorite breads. So you guys are selling your flowers at a food building and you also mm-hmm. have breads there that people can buy and then wholesale too. Yeah. Are there um, wholesalers that are your favorites or that you like to direct people to where they can buy breads that are places outside of food building? Yeah, I mean, they all are our favorites. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we we sell mainly to the natural food co-ops in the Twin Cities Metro, and we're so fortunate to have such a large co-op community here. So we're in Eastside Co-op in Northeast Minneapolis. Uh, we're in both steward locations, the Wedge. Uh, we're in St. Paul now at the Mississippi Market location. I noticed that, and I was thrilled because I used to get the bread at Golden Fig, which still carries yes. it too. Yeah. But when I saw it at the co-op, I was like, hooray. Yeah, we're there with uh, Break Bread, who's a, a local St. Paul bakery that uses our flour. And it's cool just to have two small bakeries there filling their shelves. Um, and hopefully we can continue to grow there. We're also in uh, the Kowalski locations, not every day and not with all of our breads, but uh, it's something that we're working on. And Kowalski's Grand in St. Paul is actually the biggest one that we sell to. Um, and they have their own pretty robust bread selections of, yes. that they make. So I was surprised when I saw yours there because I got my Filoni loaf there one day because I shopped yeah. there too. Yeah, we, we're we really glad we're, we're in there. They are doing a great job trying to uh, highlight the local community and, and yep. for us to be there. They're a larger business than the, a lot of the co-ops. And so they have a lot of other people to do business with. And we're fortunate to be one of them. We also are now in Fresh Time, the first, our first national grocery store chain, and uh, that one's in Prospect Park off the university. So I love a, that store. Yeah, it's really happening location right now. It's right by Surly and a couple. Uh, there's going to be a distillery there and Malcolm Yards. Yeah. Uh, so same thing with Kowalski's. They're big, and 
for us to be in there, even just a small presence is really cool. I love that. And do you get involved in like, do you, do you like, okay, we need, these are the stores we're in. These are the holes. Like, so you get involved in planning, like who's going to make those sales calls and. Yeah, we, in the past, it has been just the, you know, the managers, the bakers and Kieran Follard who owns Bakersfields and food building. It's really just been a small group of people that have just trying to get our foot in the door at these places. Um, we do have a sales manager, brand ambassador, basically uh, the food building now, Jill Holter, uh, who's got great experience and she's just awesome at her job. And she gets us, she knows all the right people to talk to and she knows how to pester them. So she sure does. She is the person that helped me get you guys involved in this dinner that Mm -hmm. we're doing at the Lex. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have you be our featured um, makers, all of the folks in the food building for our September dinner. And I don't know what's on the menu yet because chef uh, Antonio is still putting that together. You don't have any idea, do you? Well, I just met him uh, the other day, actually, for the first time. And he was looking at our brioche and I know he's made some really good pastas before. So maybe some flour involved, but yeah, yeah, we shall see. All right. I'm looking forward to it. And those details when we have them available will be in the show notes here. So I just wanted to catch up with you guys. I'm a big fan. It's super nice to meet you next time I'm in food building. I'll make sure I wave. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks for being on the call today and for being on makers of Minnesota. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye Wes. Okay, so now that you've heard from Bakersfield Flour and Bread, I bet you are as excited as I am to taste their delicious breads. Join me for the first ever Makers of Minnesota dinner at the Lexington in St. Paul on Grand Avenue. I can't wait to meet you and introduce you to some of my favorite Twin Cities makers from the food building in Northeast Minneapolis. So get your tickets to thelexmn.com. But hurry, this special event won't be available long. We will sell out the restaurant for this special evening alone. So make sure that you get your tickets you can go to thelexmn.com and join us for the first annual Makers of Minnesota dinner, September 28th at the Lex.